Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. I'm your host, or I'm I'm sorry, I'm one of your hosts, Liz. <laughs> and uh, that chuckle you hear in the background is uh, one of my co-hosts. Yep, that would be Fran. And hi, my name is Cassie. All right, now that I've already screwed up the intro, <laughs> remember, folks, we're it's professionals. Ep- it's episode 13. Something had to get screwed up. Yeah, I'm still looking at my computer. It's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the episode that fries my laptop. Actually, technically, that was episode 10. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, so uh, before... I mean, let's be honest, we've started off topic. I'm going to try to get us back on topic. Uh, what we're talking about tonight, or afternoon, or morning, or, or evening, whenever you're listening to it, uh, is going to be, uh, we're going to finish up our conversation about how uh, Game Masters can get started for a new campaign, and we're also going to talk about tonight how players get started for a new campaign, because all the work's not on the Game master. I don't know why I sounded so accusatory when I said that. I'm I'm really sorry. <laughs> you were such a big softy. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so uh, kind of as an example of that. Um, so my current my current mental <laughs> mental issue is, uh, they were out of the Lacroix <laughs> just like. No. I was so worried I was going to be in trouble when I brought home a different a different thing. It's still the same flavor, but it's like a different thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not. Everything's fine. But I was like, I'll drive back. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that, yeah, so you're not wrong. But uh, anyway, <sighs> uh, enough of enough of my mental issues. <laughs> Brain weasels, man. They 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 suck. We'll yeah. uh, we'll be here all night talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, uh, I just wanted to say before we dive in that for the first time in quite some time, I gamed yesterday. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was very exciting. I was in a uh, uh, for my first edition campaign where I'm playing two characters. Um, we're all playing two characters. And it was also, I, uh, it, uh, the Game Master is um, our one conservative friend. And it was the first time I ever wore a skirt to his game, and everything went great. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is wonderful. Yes. So, um, and you so, fought square-toothed slugs. We fought. We did fight some slugs, some giant slugs. Yes. Um, we fought all kinds of. We 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 floundered around for a bunch, trying to do something that we clearly weren't prepared to do and then we regrouped and are doing essentially a dungeon crawl that we <laughs> almost finished up but uh Thanks. so let me let me ask you a question like yeah is it or is it just you playing i mean i know there are other players but is it you or or is rebecca playing with you rebecca is not in this game she was in this game <sighs> for a while but um rebecca has some health issues um, mainly involving uh, migraines, mm-hmm. and so she pulled out of that game because she couldn't be um, a reliable player, um, and also um, she can't really hang out for extended periods of time during the summer in some place that doesn't have some kind of air conditioning. Ooh, fair. Yeah. 
because he causes migraines. I was that's why I wore a skirt yesterday because it, it was quite warm here and I was boiling for a lot oh, of yeah, I bet. So yeah, and our friend's house is kind of uh, steamy. So ah, uh, I mean, it's last not, I remember, it's not bad, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's so the also re- why she wound up having to drop out of uh, games happening, unfortunately, at Fran's house. Mm-hmm. And it's because yeah. of the migraines and then the uh, the lack of air conditioning. Mm-hmm. That, that sucks. But the reason I was asking, because I know she's very much into story games. Yes. And I'd be really interested to hear how she likes first edition, because every time I, I don't know, depending on who you talk to, first edition is either the crunchiest thing that ever crunched or it's very storytelling. <laughs> Well, that's uh, because that's because it can be it can be either. Um, it it first edition is definitely open enough that it can be um, a storytelling experience. I mean, yeah, we do lots and lots of combat, but there's also lots and lots of story. The nice thing about first edition for me is how damn simple it is. You roll mm-hmm. a die, you add a couple of numbers together, you look at a chart. As a player, right, um, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. There are no skills there. I mean, you have things like um, uh, reaction adjustments and things like that for charisma. But but actual skills. No, it's all about the role playing. If you're doing that kind of thing, if you're just dungeon crawling, which is mostly what um, Gary and Dave started out with, then, yeah, yeah, it it can be very crunchy, but it doesn't have to. Um, Second edition is really the crunchy one i think um or that's where it started getting more crunchy where they were adding in all the character templates and uh, mm-hmm. not temp- packages and things like that and then of course three five is extremely crunchy Oof. Mm-hmm. but it's still but uh, once again three five i've still been in wonderful wonderful plot he- plot heavy games so, oh yeah no, no no i mean i like i said i'm i i think the game with the most crunch is fourth edition and i'm oh. I'm definitely a fan of that one. Well, fourth edition, I mean, it it it's it's very it's very gamic. <laughs> it it mm-hmm. um you know Dungeons I mean, everybody, of Warcraft. Yeah, everybody brings up World World of Warcraft influence and all that stuff, which some of which carried over into fifth, but not all of it. No. Um, which is one of the reasons I really like fifth edition because it feels like it takes the best of of all. All yeah. five, six, really, if you include OD&D, um, all six editions, and uh, puts them together. So that kind of that's that's a good segue into what I wanted to, to finish talking about last uh, tonight from what we talked about last week. So yeah. kind of how how game masters how we get ready. Um, so we kind of ended uh, talking about session zero last week. And I kind of wanted to pick up there because I'm getting ready to host our session zero for this new campaign I'm running. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it and I don't, I don't know. It's, it's on my mind. Uh, yeah, sure. Mm. So here's kind of what I am thinking about for our game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm 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 almost like I said. Well, for first of all, like I like I said last week, 
I have never met most of these people with the exception of my girlfriend. Uh, mm, yeah. So I, I went on Meetup and I posted a thing. I was like, hey, who wants to play some D&D? So we got a, we got a group getting together. Um, I did follow our advice on particularly being uh, – for those of us who are queer, which, I mean, that's all of us here on this conversation, <laughs> about um, being – like. For for safety's sake, giving people a heads up, listen, I'm I'm trans. Uh, is that going to be a problem for anyone? Um, primarily because I've never met them, and I don't. I'm trying to think of the way to say this. I don't want to alienate anybody, but mm. if if they had a problem, I wouldn't have cared so much. I just wouldn't let them. We you know, wouldn't invite them mm. to the game. Well, we exactly. Um, so I was up front, so up front about that. Um, so we're going to, we're going to meet up at Starbucks near the house and, uh, do session zero. So generally with session zero, what I like to do is, um, kind of go over the premise of the game, kind of give them the elevator pitch, mm-hmm. um, like kind of maybe like, you know, meet and greet, talk to people. Um, and, and kind of set expectations ahead of time. Okay. One of the things, uh, basically the main thing we do with our session zeros, um, because we already know each other, a lot of us, is um, we often either make or finish making characters together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely going to be part of it, is making characters. Yeah, and with D&D, that, I mean, certainly with 3-5, that mm. can take... A session, in and of itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're playing. We're playing fifth edition. Yeah. But it's a little gonna, easier. We're gonna do um, like like we were talking about before the show. Uh, I think I think we're gonna end up doing acquisitions incorporated. Mm-hmm. Which I think particularly if you're if you're if you're inclined to kind of let humor into your D and D game naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Acquisitions Incorporated does a good job of that, because like it, it it does a good job of setting up like okay, this is ridiculous. You're running an adventuring business, like you're making a business out of I don't know, killing gods. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the most the most D and D thing possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, okay, but what is this going to do to our bottom line? <laughs> um, and, and, and I don't know, like I'm, I, I will be frank. They're not perfect. Uh, they definitely could, could be better, but I am a fan of uh, Penny Arcade mm-hmm. and the, the folks who make acquisition or well, not, not, they're not all of it, but part of acquisitions incorporated are, uh, are, uh, I forget their real names. Uh, uh, Tycho and uh, th- those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I Gabe don't... and Tycho. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't remember their real names. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you <laughs> Gabe, Gabe and Tycho. If you're listening, uh, I apologize. <laughs> As I've said before, it's been a long month this week. Yes. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it's gonna be. I thought. I thought August is gonna be a chill month. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, I think... But uh, anyway, 
so yeah, so uh, ses- session zero, uh, part of making the characters is um, figuring out what the players' expectations are from what they want to play. Um, if you have, you know what I mean, for how to tailor stuff. Because if right. you have an entire group who are like, oh, like we want to play rogues, and that's going to be really different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if we have an entire group that wants to play rogues, I think I'm going to go pick up Blades in the Dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say doable, just different. It's absolutely or, doable. Or like if if they all want to play wizards, guess what? We're playing Ars Magica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Now there's a complicated little system. I, you know, I've got all the fifth edition Ars Magica books. Hmm. I don't understand the game. I, I have the third edition, uh, third edition, second edition, might be the second edition, um, that I bought years and years and years ago at the recommendation of, um, a couple of friends who love it, whose names I'm not going to mention because they'll make Liz mm-hmm. once again say, Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I I forgot you knew them. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I actually never played a session with them. Um, I sat and made a character, mm-hmm. and we were going to play a session, and it never happened. Is it is it Vincent Baker? Yeah, it's Vincent and Meg. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I'll, I'll I'll message Vincent Baker on Twitter. Like, hey, explain <laughs> explain Art of Magic to me. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you can do happy. it. Yeah. All right, you. <laughs> make uh, might be better but um <laughs> but um no anyway but it's yeah a brilliant that is, game. it's a that brilliant is, game but i don't know that is a good point like so everybody like i i think having a plan b is a good idea like if, if uh-huh. you sit down and everyone's like i don't really like this 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 idea of running a business i want to mm-hmm. i want to take it a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. it's like okay uh well I've also got this thing called Ghosts of Salt Marsh. Uh-huh. Let's uh That's give serious. that a try. <laughs> That's definitely a, a a different a different feel of a game. I mean the other thing is you discover very quickly you know things like which of your players ha- have a lot of experience um and uh-huh. then you get an idea of who you can lean on especially to help with the new players which of your players are total munchkins. Um, which to, uh, yeah, <laughs> which to define just in case is someone who games the rules to a sufficient extent that they can make their characters extremely powerful extremely quickly. So um, and, I don't want to be, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I don't want to be sexist, but yeah. I found that mostly male players tend to be munchkin y. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, well. Oh. <laughs> in, as a, it, in the same general sense that men tend to be taller than women, maybe. Um, but in our group, the most terrifying munchkins are mostly... Actually, no, it's about a 50-50 split. It's about a 50-50... Well, okay. Yeah. Um, there's well, one big... in particular that I am thinking of who is the master, or should I say mistress, of, mm-hmm. or mixtress, of yeah. the Minmax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. Well, man... and I'm married to one of them. Yeah, I was going to say, Fran's wife is mm-hmm. the mixture of okay. women. <laughs> she is okay. the munchkiniest munchkin. <laughs> okay, well, I take that back then. <laughs> um, the other thing that um, that we encounter a bunch of the time is um, 
and a good reason to wait to make characters until you're all together mm. is there are some people that are very, very concerned with having characters that overlap in the party. Mm-hmm. Um, like they get like, like that, yeah, uh, it, well, and, and it can be understandable if you've, you know, if you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to play a straight utility wizard. And then somebody else comes along and is like, I'm playing a utility wizard. Uh, okay. I mean, like two bards, two bards, you get the road to El Dorado, which is great. Um, but well, uh, I mean, it, 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 it sometimes goes a little deeper than that for some uh-huh. people. Um, yeah. And um, some people are obsessed. I shouldn't say obsessed. Some people feel uh-huh. that party balance is really important. Uh-huh. And other people are like, let's just play who we want. And yeah. that helps knowing that helps a DM understand, uh, have a better idea of how to, how to, um, emph- what to emphasize, mm-hmm. not necessarily to play a different game, but maybe emphasize different things. Yeah. And that's absolutely a good point. Um, something, something that I really like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to steal this for this game. Uh, have either of you ever played Ashen Stars? No. Nope. Um, never even heard of it. Okay. So, shockingly, it's a gumshoe game. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I know. Liz talks about gumshoe. Um, hmm? It's, it's, uh, this is, this is a drink. This is a, this is actually not, I mean, not as much as, the other no, stuff. Anyway. it's not a drink thing, no. Anyway. Um, so, it's, it's a gumshoe game. It's space opera. Hmm. And okay. um, part of it is they have you write down little little B plots for your characters mm. and give that to the GM. Um, and I prefer something like that to like a paragraph of backstory, mm-hmm. um, mostly because, well. I don't know. I, I get, it gets information overload, and, I, and I'm never sure how to how to roll with it. There, mm. there's, there's a similar. Th- well, first of all, there's a similar thing in fifth edition with the um, the flaws and the bonds mm-hmm. and things like that. The traits, the flaws, yeah. the bonds. But there's also, I would swear, I can't remember what it is. It might have been a fake game where specifically there's a plot hook mechanism where you come up with pl- a plot hook. I think that's mm. I think that's just fate. That's that's okay. the trouble mechanic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what was the name of the fate game that we played with um with um Cass friend the uh yeah. Sailors yeah. of the Seven Star uh, Skies. Was that it? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because it was mm-hmm. it, that was very important. In that is, game. That, is that yeah. one of the sky piratey ones? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I might do something like that, but I think. I don't think the how, I think how the drunk do we want to get people, by the way? Because I I, oh, I can in fact mention that uh, Cyberpunk does have the life path system, which lets you basically set up a uh, uh, an origin for your character and gives you basically lots of random hooks that your DM can pick up. It basically gives you kind of a blank slate that you can just kind of run around with as a DM and be like, oh, you had a really bad romance as a kid, didn't you? Well, uh, he's back. So oh, I, yeah, I love things like Hans, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Pawn Smith uh, really broke new ground in, um, mm-hmm. in Cyberpunk 2013. I mean, it's just yeah. going back and looking at it right now, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that was the first time that was used. That was the first time that was used. Yeah. Uh, Did you see that there's a um, – actually, Fran, I had a question for you. Did you mm-hmm. see that there's going to be – there's a new – beginner's box I think, yes there is and they're selling out on it like crazy at gen con as i understand for uh cyberpunk red which is yeah. is that the new one that is the new one cyberpunk Ooh. red is a sequel to 2020 but not a sequel to cyber generation or cyberpunk 2030 How those are both now yeah uh they have decided that those are alternate continuities and it is a prequel to Cyberpunk 2077, the video game. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. After, so, I, I, I keep seeing that there's a big sale on Drive Through RPG, and I and I mm. I keep thinking, oh, maybe I'm maybe I should grab grab some books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As as we speak, by the way, Gen Con is coming to a close. Yep. So presumably we will be getting lots and lots of more news. Uh, I've been paying a mm-hmm. heck of a lot of attention this weekend because I've been busy. But um, yeah, I hope a lot of cool stuff has come out. A of lot it. of cool stuff is going on. Um, I know that uh, one of and uh, that uh, Green Ronin signed a deal with N.K. Jemison to turn one of her really neat book cycles into a game setting. Yeah, the fifth oh. season. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've I've heard a bunch about that. Um, all of Artel, I think, is is down there shoveling out copies of of Witcher and Cyberpunk Red. So uh, there hasn't been that much there, but I know they did a they did a deal with uh, Sirenscape, the the folks that make the really really nifty uh, soundtrack software for video games, and they're mm-hmm. going to be doing an official Cyberpunk. Uh, soundtrack set. Oh, wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, my official cyberpunk soundtrack is different than everybody else's, I think. <laughs> I think mine is just the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Oh, that's a good one. But my mine is um, things like Shriekback and mm-hmm. Division yep. and New Orleans, like that, yeah. uh, because that is what Vincent played during yep. our sessions of cyberpunk. And I mean, the only one that I actually went out and bought was I bought Shriekback's first album again. And every now and then, I just have to listen to to Nemesis again, and it's like that's cyberpunk to me for mm-hmm. for no real reason. <laughs> uh, mine, so, mine is uh, mine is kind of ridiculous. I have a Rush mix, which um, I there are actually songs that represent pretty much every one of the classes straight up. Do so, you do you have okay? So you've got a Rush mix. Did you have a two-liter of Shasta, and are you playing Space Invaders? No, I do not have a two-liter of Shasta, and um, I sucked at Space Invaders, but um, but honestly, so did stop Fry. So yes, stop making us feel old, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, kind I'm of sorry, gigantic diversion. <laughs> anyway. So looking at kind of so we we we've talked a good bit about how game masters prepare. I want to kind of look at what players can do because I think that's something I feel like as someone who game who pretty much I I'm I'm the person who likes to DM, mm-hmm. but I, I 
I don't I don't think that GMs first of all should have all the fun of prep. I think being well organized and prepared for a new campaign is fun. Um and I and I uh I just think that sharing uh sharing um sorry, my brain has decided to stop working. I think <laughs> I think that collaborating is, is is good. I think that can go a long way to helping your campaign succeed. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So kind of one of the things I like to do for players, like I said, I was going to steal or and steal and kind of modify that um, um, uh, Ashen Stars thing about giving me plot hooks. So I want, so each player, I'm going to ask them, give me, as we're making characters, I want you to think about your character. Um, but I, I, I want, I want some input. I want some plot hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had, uh, we have a friend who, um, uh, not, not in his current game, but in a, in previous games, he has absolutely done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's like, create your character, give me a plot hook. And this yeah. was not, this was in, what was he running? Deadlands? Was that the? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and a few others as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. If that can work wonderfully with d and I, I do like mm-hmm. the fact, as I said, that 5th edition has tried to kind of build that in mm-hmm. with um, the, um, the, uh, the flaw, the, the traits, the flaw. <laughs> in fact, yeah. The time I played at Wizards, that was instrumental. My, um, one of my uh, traits was instrumental in... Um, getting us getting my group more money <laughs> and a better deal and mm-hmm. success for which I apparently wasn't supposed to happen for um for for the thing we were supposed to do because I was a rogue and I was a criminal and I had contacts you know one of my one of my things so it's like oh I have a contact in the black market let's go see them so we were able to get all kinds of equipment it's <laughs> so much easier than we did <laughs> well and I and I and I think so, particularly with doing and again, I'm I'm specifically referencing the game I'm going to be running. But um, you know, anyone listening, kind of, you can kind of take this and, and manipulate it as you will. None of these are set in stone. But like, I think those those backgrounds that Fifth Edition gives you mm-hmm. can absolutely, as you're saying, add that flavor. Like, oh, yeah. um, like. Um, acquisitions incorporated like they've got like what i don't have the book in front of me i should have i should have brought it down but um one of the one of the backgrounds i can remember is plaintiff Mm. like you were you were a plaintiff in um Uh in an acquisitions incorporated uh lawsuit (laughs) Um, so like the bonus you get is like um oh legalese or, or something mm-hmm. like legalese but it makes it sound arcane nice so you can like invoke that if like you can you can use the law to your advantage if you're ever in trouble and, and have to mm-hmm. uh have to talk your way out of something that's so cool. i that's definitely really cool. think using those backgrounds can um can can go a long way to helping uh Helping add a lot of depth to your game. It's probably mm-hmm. the best character mechanic of of the uh, of the edition. 
and I don't think it's used nearly it is, enough. It definitely mm-hmm. isn't. We hardly use it in the Ravenloft game that we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, actually, well, yeah, some most of us people do. Yeah, I at least at least my character, I've leaned on it pretty heavily because uh, there's. My my character's thing is you have to go after the greater evil, and we have a greater evil in our game than Strahd, and Strahd is lucky that that's true, because my character would be single-mindedly out to destroy everything he loves. Yes, Strahd is lucky. Yeah, what is huh? greater than Strahd? Well, um... Uh, um, um... I'm blocking on the. I'm Vecna, on right? Name. Vecna, yes. Yeah. Vecna. Oh, I was going to ask, yeah. is it Vecna? Yes. Yeah, Vecna, Vecna is. is basically piping, um, is, is, is basically using, kind of using Ravenloft as like his own version of the Cayman Islands to <laughs> pump divine energy through to overpower the other gods. Yeah, it, and, Vecna's, Vecna's stealing souls. Is what that, it yeah. that absolutely sounds like. Okay, I, I keep talking about it, but I think it's a great book. That mm-hmm. sounds like an Acquisitions Incorporated adventure. Mm-hmm. The gods, you, an agent of the gods, contacts you because they can't directly intervene in Vecna's, um, pon- or in, in mm-hmm. Vecna's money or soul laundering. Mm-hmm. So they need you to go and deal with it. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot funnier than <laughs> the game that we're playing. Yeah, yeah, our the the game we're playing is really, really serious and has involved a lot of standing outside, screaming at the sky and shaking your fist kind of moments. I, you know, and that's the thing. I've done not. Um, I, I please don't feel like I'm knocking that and attacking. Oh him. no, 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 having not fun. At all. Mm-hmm. But I've done that for so long. I want to be mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. there is nothing wrong with being ridiculous. I mean, oh, dear God, you should yeah. you should be in you should see my uh, first edition game. <laughs> I want so like at one point in the starting adventure, um, the players get a chance to start a business with a bunch of lizard folks mm-hmm. who are selling um, algae that's instrumental in making potions of bre- uh, breathe water. Uh-huh. Ah. And it's like, oh, so you can corner the market on breathe water potions. <laughs> and I was like, I just, like, I just, now I'm imagining, like, the merfolk mafia <laughs> coming, because <laughs> they want in on your racket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's spawning to tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I want, yeah, I like, I want, I want merfolk walking through water deep looking for you. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but anyway, so what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, players, uh, session zero, uh, right. Oh, so one of the things that I was going to say is one of the things that before session zero that players can do, if um, if I mean, for us, a lot of the time we get an email giving up from the DM giving us some kind of idea, a vague idea of what's going to be going on, or at least what the environment is. And something that the players can do is have some vague idea when they come to the to session zero of the kinds of things they'd like to play. Um, you know, it's uh, it, not going completely blank. I mean, I have done this. I have gone into a game and going, I have no idea what I want to play. But um, it can help to have some idea of what you want to play 
or think about it at least before going into the first session. Mm-hmm. And that that's definitely a good idea. And I I, I kind of wish I could I could do that in this case, but because it's like we're communicating through a not great. Um, yeah. Yeah, like mm. we're communicating through um, meetups.com system, and it's uh-huh. not great, and I don't <laughs> – like, we've just arranged a time and a place, and it's like, okay. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're going to – But even, even then, I mean, you could go in with an – you could go in with an idea of, oh, you know, I'd really like to play a rogue this time. I'd really like to pay, play a wizard this time. Yeah, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's true. Like, come in with – if you come in with, I would say maybe two ideas, mm-hmm. like maybe one wasn't work out, but like kind of like knowing what you want to be, mm-hmm. and be yeah, knowing having some at least vague idea and being flexible, um, mm-hmm. because then you can kind of start to hit the ground running on character creation, which again is going to be the majority of session zero anyway. Um, yep. There have been plenty of times where we've had a session zero where we've wanted to go right into session one, but it's, you know, eight o'clock mm-hmm. at night and it's not a good time to start at that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's always, that's always the case. Everyone's so pumped up. It's like, yeah, it's going to be so cool. Um, and then you it, have to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. going to be so cool next week. Yeah. I mean, that, that's my main my main thought about player preparation. Um, I was planning on talking a lot about session zero for player preparation, but mm. we've all covered most of it. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, yeah. it's fine. What, what, what other things can you think of? Um, talk to your DM about the kind of games you like to play in. Mm. Um, because I am, uh, okay. I'm a storytelling person. I have played in those, you know, Everybody, everybody touches traps and dies every five minutes, and you just roll up new characters' games. And um, it, it's not fun for me. I like to get into who I'm playing. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a, a board game uh, uh, RPGer. You know, I, I don't. I don't get off on rolling up new characters. I worked hard on this one, and and I knew about her, and she has a limp, and I know why, and all this kind of stuff. So, but I mean, that's um, yeah, and again, that's it's that's not even mm-hmm. necessarily the game. That's the DM sometimes. So yeah. the DM knowing that because mm-hmm. for for a long mm-hmm. time I thought Dungeon Crawl Classics was just that. I mm-hmm. thought it was just that, and then I met yeah. some people who played it, who played it, and who love mm-hmm. it, and they're like, no, it's like classic D and D. It's just mm-hmm. you know like playing first edition it doesn't have to be constantly deadly and everything yeah so yeah mm-hmm. yeah my my experience of dungeon crawl classics was that all of the characters i created who i liked died and then the one who i was really repulsed by who couldn't actually do anything weaseled his way through and did not die because he was a lying scheming lunatic so, which was interesting, but did not endear me to the system. Because <laughs> now I want to play him, but, well, if I like him, he's going to die. So, you know. I, th- I, I think we need to give DCC another chance at some point, mm-hmm. just with a different emphasis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anyway, so yeah, um, the um, letting the um, DM know the kind of things you really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. 
is is a good thing as well. Yeah. And um, going back to our RPG safety stuff, um, uh, one, as a DM, I think that's stuff that I would probably preload in with people is to say, by the way, I'm trying out RPG safety tools so that people can feel safe. But also as a player, um, being able to go to the DM and say, by the way, I have some triggers and um, I don't want to. I don't want to wreck your. I don't want to derail your plot. I don't want to wreck the game for other people. But um, it will really harm my enjoyment if we run into X or Y. Yeah, we have some stuff that's verboten mm-hmm. in our games yep. because we know that. Mm-hmm. And also, the idea of making. I don't want to misuse the term safe space, mm-hmm. but um, having some kind of. I mean, a game is a social contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and having some kind of ability to let your hair down without harming your fellow players. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. that again, that's as much the DM as the play, or the GM, I should say, as the players. Yeah. Well, so, oh, what I'm what I'm trying to what I guess I'm trying to do is invite players to. Rather than kind of sit there and go, oh, I hope they don't, blah, to to go to the DM and say, I'm really looking forward to this game. Is this, you know, is this something we can avoid? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, be be proactive on both sides. Reach out to your players, but also players, um, you know, try to be okay with reaching out to your DMs. And and I I will admit as a player, there have been times when I have gone to a DM and said, I really like blah, and they've said, well, <laughs> that's good for you. I really don't. And I've gone, okay, bye-bye. Um, and I I have, on a couple of occasions, walked away from games. I've actually walked away from games with good friends in a couple of cases because they were like, well, that's not what this game is. And I've gone, well, then that does not sound fun. So you guys have fun and I'll be over here playing Parcheesi. Yeah, I'm, I definitely think that's that's so important. Like, um, like as a in in like my approach to it, um, like I know there are people that don't maybe want to share that. They don't want to bring it up, particularly mm. around new yeah. people. And that's so, perfectly fair too. Yeah, so I try to be kind of proactive. Um, I think my goal is gonna my plan is gonna be I'm gonna say, hey, heads up. Um, these are things that I personally will not be doing in the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll explain why. And, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that if you're DMing, you have to do this. Please, please do not think I'm saying you have to disclose what mm-hmm. your triggers are. If you don't feel comfortable or want to, Yeah. but I want I, I don't know. I guess I'm just wired that way. I want people to make mm-hmm. sure they, they, they know this is um a comfortable space. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just wanted to like I'll I, I'm gonna be up front and say, Hey, this is this is why we're not gonna be doing this. Here's why. And mm-hmm. um if if you are if you feel comfortable doing that, I think that can go a long way to making other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you don't I don't want anyone to feel like they have to. No, yeah, absolutely it's not. It's not going to hurt anything if you don't, but it can it can help people if if you feel comfortable doing that. If that uh, makes sense. Here's the thing, you know, uh we can give suggestions, but 
everybody's mm-hmm. going to be doing things their own way. And that's yeah. one of the joys of, of tabletop role-playing games. Yeah, exactly. That every no game is going to be the same and no game master is going to run a game the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I really think it's important to emphasize because I really think, especially in long-running campaigns, this gets absolutely forgotten and lost. I mean, it's happened to us a few times. Is I keep saying a game is a social contract. That's true. Also, it's a game. Mm-hmm. If not having fun, and if there are reasons that you're not having fun, then either A, let people know because mm-hmm. it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Or B, bow out if you're yeah. just not having fun. You should not feel obligated to i mean you know it's it you know if you're if you're playing with friends and whatnot and you're like okay i'll go along to get along for a little while because everybody's having fun and blah 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 that's Mm -hmm. fine but after a while that kind of builds up and if you're you're not obligated to not have fun yeah like does anyone else remember that magical moment when you first realized that if you don't play the game 100 percent by the book no one's going to kick down your door. <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was 1982 because yeah, I was going to say uh, third grade. Yeah, because the um, the person who introduced me to D and D, we didn't play the game by the book at all. We just used mm-hmm. the context. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I okay maybe I was a little bit longer. Oh, uh, okay. But it, I, I, it's it's different for everybody, but yeah. yeah. Well, cause I, I will be honest, uh, my gamer sin is, God, I can't believe that word just came out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I used to be a rules lawyer. Oh, that's okay. It's but okay. I've known many of them. <laughs> I've, I'm since reformed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the big thing that Gary used to like to say is that the rule book is the starting point. Um, of course, mm-hmm. he would also say, but the DM's word is law, is the way he would mm-hmm. add that. Yeah. And actually, I mean, that sounds really um, that sounds really terrible, but I can actually understand why he said that. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is that you do get rules lawyers, mm-hmm. um, some of whom don't know how to stop. Yeah, um, or, you, or you get people who are playing D&D to win. Oh, um. And there comes a point where, and even the rules lawyers in our group support this 100%. There comes a point where you have to say um, where, uh, that the DM steps in, makes the decision, or the GM, the game mm-hmm. master. Yeah. There's a reason why we have a referee. Yep. Yeah. I, I actually, I quit doing um, Adventurers League stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a really bad experience where we had we had a, mm-hmm. some people that were playing to win, uh, it, and it just wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah um, I can understand that. Yeah. So any any final words of advice we'd give to players or DMs starting a new game? Go in to have a good time. Yep took the words right out of my mouth yeah i mean it's it's a role-playing can be complicated role-playing can be extremely simple but no matter what you do no matter what the game is it's a game and 
it should be fun. If it's not fun for systemic reasons, you know, not just like a, we had a crappy session, but if it's not fun for systemic reasons, you try to address that either as a player talking to your game master or as a game master talking to the players. Yeah. Um, I think what, what I would say to that, what I would add to that is maybe be flexible. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of my college role playing was with people that are like, they're, that were just set and they're like, no, we're going to do it this way or we're not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna... Look for the fun before you decide to bail. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to I, I know this is a phrase that I use a lot, but it's really true. A game is a social contract. It's not just you. It's you, the other players, the game master. If you're making things so it's not fun for the other players or the game master, then that's also a problem. Mm-hmm. It's the whole idea is it's a group of people who have gotten together to have fun doing a structured activity. Yep. That's that's really that's really what it's all about. All right, so I feel like I feel like that's a lot of uh, we got a, we got a, we give a lot of good advice. I I actually feel really it was a little after, chaotic, but after talking with everybody, <laughs> I feel I actually do feel better about starting this campaign. Awesome! Um, Yay! So let's uh, let's move on to shout outs. Um, Fran, what are you uh, what are you digging this week? That's tricky. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. Okay. Yeah. There. There we go. on Amazon Prime right now, available for streaming, is a uh, series called uh, Vinland Saga, which oh, hey. is yeah, yeah. There's an animated version, um, and uh, I'm gonna Google right now to find out the name of the creator. Um, it's um, it's written by the same guy who wrote the fantastic series. Uh, planets, um, which if you if you haven't gone out and found that, uh, you really really should. It's really um, cool. And the author's name is uh, Makoto Yukimura, and um, Vinland Saga is the story of a young man uh, named Thorfinn, who's the son of a um, of a uh, a former general of the Vikings, and um, Basically, his his father dies of an untimely death, and Torfin ends up becoming this throat cutting, m- murderous monstrosity, pretty much. Um, and it's sort of the 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 course he takes, following in his own father's uh, footsteps in a lot of ways. And the violence in the series is pretty ridiculous, and a lot of the battles are way over the top anime uh type stuff but the the um portrayal of the setting and the social connections and stuff like that has a real heft to it and they go right. to some very very interesting places it's, it's very intentionally meant to evoke icelandic sagas oh as yeah a, 
understand mm-hmm. it. So yeah, um, so it goes a long way towards doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, and and the art cool. is fantastic. That sounds really cool. I am I am gonna have to check that out. Yeah. Okay, so. well I had so many things I wanted to do shout outs to this week, but um in the past day all of them have been driven out by uh one thing, which is I wanted mm-hmm. to give a shout out to Joel Hodgson, the creator of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Because mm-hmm. he is an awesome human being. Uh, let me let me explain. Uh, so I've been thinking about this for quite some time. Um, the fact that I, I love MST3K. I am a huge fan. Um, but the fact that one of the characters, uh, the robot's names is, um, I'm going to say it here, and I'm going to be a content warning that I'm saying it, but it is Gypsy, which is mm-hmm. an ethnic slur. I mean, you know, we didn't think about that as an ethnic slur in 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't think about that as an ethnic slur in the 90s. I mean, you know, but as the Roma people have, I don't want to say as they gain more prominence, but as the mm-hmm. feeling, the realization about how they have been treated for, you know, a thousand years has gained more mm-hmm. prominence, um, the realization that the term is as much of a slur as other slurs i'm not going to say um speaking as a jewish person other slurs i'm not going to say um is is pretty big and so i actually ran a poll on twitter because i wasn't sure how i felt about this because it's a name right but it's Mm -hmm. the name of a fictional character and um it turns out that the majority of the people who voted in my poll um, actually agreed with me. So I passed it on to Joel. I got a lot of crap from mm-hmm. a minority of people who were like, oh, come on, come on, it's a name, blah, 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 blah. Joel stepped in and said, yeah, that's been brought to our attention and we've been thinking about how to deal with it and we are planning on dealing with it. Might not happen right away because we have to figure this out. Also, they've got this big tour coming up and mm. uh, changing horses in midstream on the tour, I can understand. But And he has just been, you know, defending the idea that the character can be renamed and yeah. that's not a problem. And past- doing it casually and calmly. That's the part that really blew me away is just absolutely matter-of-factly. And- it's Joel. I mean, what mm-hmm. I said on Twitter was it's really wonderful when your heroes really turn out to be heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is just, you know, that just – it makes me so happy. And um, if I can be indulged to have one or two more shout outs, that's okay. Uh, I, I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first of all, I think we're all going to, we're all shouting out to Shira season three because oh, yeah. that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Noel, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> uh, Noel, if you're listening to this, I would like to talk to you about getting a writing credit. A writing credit? I don't know. I I mean, bring me on. I've got ideas. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've loved her since Nimona. You know, I yeah. think she's I think she's fantastic. But anyway, um, so um, I this is ridiculous because it's a shout out to uh, that it's a previous shout out. Um, I just this week in the mail got um a album called Pretty Boy by Mal Blum that I've mentioned before, and I cannot stop listening to it. Mm. 
Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, back me up here, Liz. Oh no, it, I, I cannot stop listening to it either. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's great straight ahead rock and roll with incredible lyrics. Um, and the lyrics can have so many meanings <laughs> for people like, especially non-cis people, I feel. I mean, maybe that's just me, but Mm. some of them just hit me in a way that that hits me where I live. And it's just absolutely extraordinary. An absolutely extraordinary album. So I will leave it there and save anything else I have for a shout-out for next week. Um, Okay. So this is going to be a little bit weird. Uh, Uh This is a shout-out to something that's very, very old. Hopefully we have younger listeners that might decide to speak this out. <laughs> but uh, I want to shout out the Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah! Uh, um, so the reason the reason I am shouting out the Space Ghost. So I haven't written a D&D adventure in a long time. So I have a book called The Tome of Adventure Design. Um, I'm I got scared it scared about where bundle. this is going. <laughs> I, I got it as part of a bundle of holding a, a long time ago. Mm. So I was using, it's got a bunch of random tables you can roll on to, to help get the creative juices flowing for an adventure. And the title I generated, or the location I generated for this adventure is the Concealed Spire of the Mantis Tree. Ah, uh, excellent. So, um, I started writing this adventure, and I needed, I was like, Mantis. I was like, oh, Okay, it's a face fire taken over by mantis creatures. <laughs> and as wow. I'm writing this, I realize I've just written Zorak. <laughs> like I've just I, I've got D and D stats for Zorak now. See, Martin Broker, we miss you. We miss you bad. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so we started watching like just clips, like best uh. of Zorak clips on YouTube. <laughs> so. I, so, so Space Ghost one of the things I love about Space Ghost is um, um, Evan Dorkin and Sarah Dyer wrote a whole bunch of Space Ghost and I love their work um, Evan Dorkin is a cartoonist and a writer who uh, mainly in the nine, 80s and the 90s did a lot of work and now he's working on writing a, a series called Beast of Burden that's gotten a lot of uh, good notices but mm. he and his and his wife Sarah are just wrote some hilarious non sequitur, beautiful episodes. Mm-hmm. Like they're responsible for Klugman and Banjo and a bunch of others. And uh, to this day, I, I cannot hear Jack Klugman's name without thinking, be a man, space ghost, be a Klug man. <laughs> I, uh, I think my favorite bit was when uh, Tom Green <laughs> was, was on. That's a rarely said thing. I like. <laughs> come on, Tom Green. <laughs> you you grew up in the '90s. You can't in early 2000s. You can't not have a soft spot in your heart for Tom Green. So yeah, some of it just yes. It was it. It is a wild, weird show, and I definitely recommend it to any younger listeners who enjoy um, surrealist humor because that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, the best one of the best bits. Um, 
I forget why, but Space Ghost and Zorak go to visit the Pope. <laughs> and and they leave Zorak in um in the in the square. Oh, so Zorak is just uh, addressing the crowd at St. Peter's. <laughs> oh god. I, I love Space Ghost's evil twin. Oh, I'd forgotten about oh, I just blew out our levels. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, please go go Google Space Ghost and then Space tweet Ghost at us about which ones you've liked so I can go and watch Space Ghost. Specifically Space Ghost Coast to Coast, because of course Space Ghost is a classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon character designed uh-huh. by Alex Toth, great artist. Um, uh-huh. But Space Ghost Coast to Coast was um, a... Uh, Cartoon talk Network show. thing that yeah it was a talk show it was a, and it used clips from the cartoons mm-hmm. I mean all, almost all of the animation was snatched from the cartoons and put in this set it's actually mm-hmm. technically brilliant for the time no it, it's so good um, yeah. in fact as soon as we're done I'm gonna go watch more <laughs> watch banjo trust me okay <laughs> alright gang thanks thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Why ever right. you're doing it? <laughs> this is episode, so we reached the end of episode thirteen. Let me just say um, that episode fifteen is getting real close, and you know I would absolutely love for episode fifteen if we could answer some more reader questions or mm-hmm. comments. Yeah, um, send, send them to us on Facebook. Send on us Twitter. to them on Twitter. You can send it to us individually you can send it to um the transmission the tabletop transmission sites which we'll go over momentarily but we would absolutely love to do a 15th uh episode that's all about you all about our listeners you can whisper it into the ears of cats and it will find its way to us wow (laughs) i'm very tired yeah yeah Cass, weren't you in one of the meetings you know they they announced this stuff it's part of the trans agenda well, I mean, you know, I, I've got my ears. Yeah. I, I said I own three pairs of cat ears. So, you know, okay. So, okay. Speak, you know what? Hang on, folks. We're not, we're not done yet. We're not done. <laughs> I've got, I've got a bone to pick with, with trans culture. <laughs> um, okay. you, you do know who our audience is, right? No, I'm well, I'm well aware. I don't really have a bone to pick. I just want more, more dog girl representation. I don't have any problem with that i don't there are puppy girls out there there Come are on. there are um and <laughs> uh you know what screw it, forget it i i I, okay. I i you know what i've 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 just i've seen a lot are bunnies yeah yeah uh no like i okay full disclosure hi i'm liz i'm a furry <laughs> <laughs> i like dogs hi uh, liz I love dogs, as well you know, Liz, as well you know. I love, I love dogs. your dog. Your dog is the cutest. But well, I, I okay. can't wait for you to pet him. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, listeners, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, so, um, should we talk about where we can be found? <laughs> please, someone okay. take control for me. I, 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 Kat, me, Cassie, I can be found at, at Tip Transformed on Twitter. And uh, me, Fran, and I can be found 
um, at Ronalyn Valor on Twitter. And soon, in two weeks, you can find me at Dragonflight, which is a gaming convention here in the Seattle area. And uh, I will be there selling my books and signing them and running scenarios from them in D&D and trying to kill you in terrible ways. And what's your book? The title is Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams. It's a good book. You all should read it. And it's by Francis Stewart and and Sarah Sarah Stewart. Stewart. Available at um, anywhere that fine books are sold. uh, Anywhere that fine ebooks are sold. Amazon uh, Drive Through and uh, Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, I can be found in the blood of innocence. But no, seriously. Uh, I'm at Twitter. I'm uh, at little underscore Lizzie 22. And you can find us on Twitter also. Um, and listen up because I'm going to spell it because I spelled it wrong when I made the account. <laughs> uh, you can find us. We are at we are Tabletop Transmissions at T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-T-I-O-N-S. And on Facebook, we are at Tabletop Transmissions. We can be found on Podbean and iTunes. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave some kind of starred review or something so we can bump up in their algorithms. Please. Uh, and if our robot masters are listening, 10011001. Hey, I am bigger than a hexadecimal. Hey, I, I don't know what I said. Um, <laughs> like, like I said, folks, I'm very tired. All right. Well, let's let Liz go to <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun, uh, and we will catch you all next time. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs>